up with the Cyrus community. This is business unusual. We are living in interesting times, both locally and globally. Things are shifting, things are changing radically, drastically, in every sphere. We're having moves of God among us. We're having political shifts among us. We're having economic turmoil. Strange things are happening. In the midst of all this, the kingdom is thriving. And that's the most interesting thing. And because of that, we've been discussing the rod. If you've been following us, if you've been studying what we are talking about, and even if you haven't, we'll bring you up to speed pretty fast. But it's good for you to go back and look at the things we've been discussing. Um, we've been talking about the rod. And I want to be very clear about this, that the rod in our context is a symbolic reality of who God has called us to be in this season. But... That is not enough, just knowing what that is, knowing what it looks like, or even understanding who you are, without application, has no capacity to operate. So today, we've come from discussing, activating, what is the rod, the power of the rod. Today we want to go into an interesting side, a discussion that may bring a little more clarity, and we'll keep doing this, putting in pieces, putting in pieces, until this whole thing completes. But let me say this, we are not academic. You do not wait until you graduate. You do not wait until you have the whole picture, then now, now I will start. No. Every piece you get, you act on. As you act on that piece, then the other piece can actually fit. And I think right. also, when you're talking about um, today's topic, if you want to give it a name, yes. call it jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. We want to understand yes. the limits of our, of our rod. Yes. What are the limits of our rod? Yes. And as we continue yes. talking about our rod, mm. I mean, we need to have a clear picture yeah. of what we are calling limits. Yes. When you talk about the limits yes. of your faith, because some of you maybe have heard us say that, don't go outside of your limits. Mm -hmm. Don't operate outside of your jurisdiction. Yes. And maybe you're wondering, okay, wait, what is this jurisdiction? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what we need to give yes, us I, a I, definition. I think, I think what we want to talk about is a jurisdiction on the most basic level is the environment where your rod thrives the most. Mm -hmm. okay. A jurisdiction is a place yeah. where you have authority yes. to thrive. Yeah, where you thrive the most. But I think it's good to reiterate at this point again mm -hmm. that Please be careful when we are drawing parallels and symbols from scripture. Because oh, yes. we have such an academic mind, <laughs> we have such a Greek mind, that now many people are thinking mm. that the rod is something, because it was in Moses' hand, it's an external thing. It's something out there. But we yes. started by saying form and function. Yes. When you talk about the rod, God is giving you an external thing yes. that will make you understand an internal principle. Exactly. That you need to know there's something inside of you mm -hmm. that has so much power and it is me in you. Yes. That's why we always say Christ in me. Yes. But God has to show you externally. Why? Yes. Because we always repeat that when man fell, to understand God, he has to look at creation yes. and give you pieces of creation, things that you look at, you use, you handle, so that you understand his language. So, yes. rod is not something out there. No, it's who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I want to emphasize something, because sometimes we pick the wrong emphasis. Okay. When we say, Moses, what is in your hand, we keep forgetting God is calling Moses, not a rod. Mm -hmm. And he's and and he's actually his emphasis is on Moses. On Moses. All right. And another thing, when you talk about a rod, mm -hmm. and now you, somebody out there thinks my rod is my business. Mm -hmm. No, we keep saying that there's an innate thing that God placed in you when He created you, yes. before you are born, yes. before when you're formed in your mother's womb. There's yes. something. I'm using the word something so yes. that you understand. Yeah. But that something will manifest in the work exactly. of your hands. Exactly. So the work of your hands is not what mm. you wake up in the morning to.
to concentrate on and to muse on and to meditate on. It is you, yes. then you who goes to work. Yes. I mean, I, I think, think it's by important now. because then you understand that, that that thing externally is an expression of something internally. Of something internal. Yes. It is the who you are that can express itself in business, in music, in communication. That expression is not the road. Mm. The road is your personality, your capacity expressing itself. I think with what you're saying, yes. think of it, um, here is a musician, mm -hmm. and they tell you that thing, that thing you're talking about, the yes. road, yes. is music. Exactly. Now you can't take their songs uh -huh. and you think that, that is what God no. called. No, their song is an expression of who exactly. they are. Actually, I think that's the easiest exactly. way to know. That you can't take a musician and start saying, you know what, yes. I will separate you from your songs and yes. make your songs even more superior yes. or on a, an elevated position than the musician. Uh -huh. The musician here, the configuration, what is inside of them comes out in their songs. Exactly. So their songs do not define them, they uh -huh. define the song. And okay? you see that playing out throughout scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we say, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation is not waiting for manifestations. It's waiting for the manifestations <laughs> of. of the sons of God. Mm. The sons of God is the central conversation of that manifestation. But the sons of God yes. can only be seen in their manifestation yes. through actions exactly. in the earth. We exactly. cannot manifest by sitting here and saying, but nope. now we've manifested. Uh, no. Creation yes. should know yeah. we have manifested. <laughs> in fact, when we manifest, yes. something happens in the earth. We yes. shake the systems. In fact, the term manifest mm. means mm. something inside being having an outward expression. Mm. Just by itself. So creation is waiting for the inner reality of the sons of God to be expressed in the material realm. That's, That's another powerful. way to put it. Yeah. So ultimately, it is who you really are and how you function in a manner that enhances your life okay. and the lives of others. Mm -hmm. Notice, it enhances your, your life mm -hmm. and it also enhances the life of others in line with God's purposes in the earth. That is what we are calling the kingdom of God. God's purposes in the earth. Yes. When you say God is moving, when you say God is doing something in the earth, when you go, it has uh -huh. to touch men. That's a reality. It has to touch men. So let's yes. go back to this issue of jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe like, let's again define. So yes. when you talk about the limits of your rod yes. or the jurisdiction or yes. the area of your operation mm -hmm. so that somebody can understand. What so ju jurisdiction, about. which is what we are breaking out today, is thriving in the area of your calling. Mm. Notice, thriving in the area of your calling. And as we go along today, we are going to be very careful with the words mm. because we do not want to get academic. We want to be spiritual. Okay. Spiritual, let me explain spiritual by yeah, the way. Yeah. Maybe let me use an English term for spiritual, mm -hmm. supernatural. Okay. Meaning something that starts in the invisible, but it is expressed in the visible. But in the visible you cannot trace its source, yes. neither can you trace its power. Exactly. Meaning when we say you are thriving, thriving here yes. is not because of how much effort, yes. how much energy, your the way you've placed your staff, you cannot come and tell someone, let me teach you how to thrive. Yes. The, when you talk of the road and we talk about what Moses did, there's no mm. way Moses could have told someone. Yes. Do you know how I turned water into blood? Do you know how I caused flies or uh, frogs to be in Egypt? Yes. Come, I teach you. Yes. Do you understand when we're talking about thriving? Mm. Something starting in the spiritual, but it yes. is seen in the earth. Yeah. But when it is seen in the earth, it mm. supersedes anything yes. around you. Yes. So, for example, wherever you're living, whichever nation you're watching us from, mm. you say that well, this is the 
common trend. This yes. is what people are saying. This is how mm. business goes. But when I do business, there's yes. a way I have manifestation. Yes. There's a way I prosper mm. that somebody cannot put their finger on. They yes. cannot come and say it's because you wake up early. No. It's your stop. Yeah, because others wake up early yes. and still don't get the same yeah. result. Yeah. Others work harder mm -hmm. and still don't get the same result. It seems so easy for you. Mm -hmm. You thrive. When you're thriving in something, it means you are doing well with ease. <laughs> That's what it means to thrive. That's the power of your jurisdiction. All right? Yeah. So, so, so we can say that the jurisdiction, and now, and now I'll say this also, the word jurisdiction is technically not a biblical word. Okay? Yes. It's an expression we are using to try and capture the context of where you thrive. Right? So we're not going to limit that context to the word jurisdiction. We're going to use jurisdiction as a window to look into a wider world. Mm -hmm. Okay. You understand the difference? So don't get so technical with trying to fit it into a jurisdiction. Okay. But look at jurisdiction is our attempt to give you a pathway or a framework in which or lenses with which to look at that space we're talking about, mm -hmm. calling the place of thriving, that place called jurisdiction. So another way to describe a jurisdiction is the extent mm -hmm. of the power you have to make legal decisions and judgments. I want you to think not in the earth, but from a heavenly realm. Okay. The extent of the power to make legal decisions and judgments, meaning I have got a certain level of authority there's an environment in which I have legal right, meaning legal is power given to you by the powers. Yes. If God has power and he gives you power, you are legal, mm -hmm. meaning you have the right. Okay? Legal decisions and judgments, meaning I'm making the judgments, I'm making the decisions, but I am within a framework, within a boundary where I am allowed that freedom. Let's look at the issue where Jesus said, I will give you the keys. Yes. Alright? So when you have keys, mm -hmm. you cannot use them on any house. You can't yes. use on any doors. You can't just yes. decide, because I have a key, I will yeah. stop on any house and open it. Yes. You have jurisdiction. That key exactly. has a jurisdiction, has yes. a limit, has a place where you can make a decision mm -hmm. and judgment and it works. Yes. You understand? Yes. Where you place your key and in this key, yeah. your your expectation yes. is predictable and that predict, uh, prediction is stable. Yes. What I predict, if I'm going into business, this is where God has called me, I can predict what will happen and my prediction is stable. Meaning there's no way it will go wrong because yes. it, is, it meets the requirement. Mm. Mm. It meets every um, uh, demand that it's supposed to meet. Yes. So, that also tells you that jurisdiction is the area in which you can exercise authority. Where you are authorized. The, to, to the extent to which your authority has power. So you're talking about here I have authority from heaven. Yes. And that's why we are saying you cannot separate your rod from God. You can't just decide and say, wait a minute, now I know my rod, let me go my way. When I get stuck, God, I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Because if you notice, your rod has authority in certain areas. Yes. Now, that authority cannot be from the earth. Exactly. That authority is not from the earth. Yes. But this authority comes with ability. Exactly. So I have authority so that I can make legal decisions yes. and judgments. But I have ability to carry out uh -huh. actions in the earth. Yes. Yeah? So it has both authority and ability. ability. So it's an area. Now, let me try and 
I, I was just really, as you're saying that, mm -hmm. I'm really trying to look for a framework yeah. or, a, or, or a way to explain this. Let me try it this way. Assume fire. Fire has power, isn't it? Fire has certain authority. In other words, the areas, if you put it, will burn things. Mm -hmm. It has the ability to do it also. Yes. But if you take the fire as is and put it in a bucket of water, mm. suddenly its authority and its ability has been diminished. Mm. It cannot exercise authority yes. or ability in the environment of water. Mm. This is not about being allowed, this is about not being able. And this is what I want to make clear mm. when we talk about the road. Yes. The road is not about where you are not allowed to operate. It's about where you can't operate. Mm. Okay? Yes. And then there's where you can. Now, the same fire, correctly positioned, under a pan, can boil the water to disappearance. Mm. Mm. Because it is now functioning in the correct context where it has got authority, authority. and ability. Yeah. So fire's engagement with water must be through another medium called metal. Mm. If you remove that medium, water has authority over fire. If you put the medium in, fire has authority over water. Mm. So that's what mm. we're basically saying. That when you have a rod, there are jurisdictions, environments, where if you engage with the right authority yes. and with the right ability, you get maximum output. Mm. But there are areas where if you go in disorder, the very thing you have is automatically quenched, not because it has no power, but because it's gone into the jurisdiction, fire has entered the jurisdiction of water. Mm. Now let's go back to something here. Yes. All right. Now remember, every time we have our conversations, we always mm -hmm. say this is not preaching. Yes. This is conversation and you need yes. to get this. Mm. Now every time we say mm. that you who chose to come into this realm called the kingdom of God, yes. you who chose to say, listen, I want to receive the Lord as my savior. You who said, I want to live another life in the earth. Mm. And you said that my manual of how to live in this earth mm. is the word of God. Mm -hmm. You who made that decision mm. is the one you're talking to. Yes. Because tomorrow somebody will be like, but how comes there's somebody who works without this jurisdiction and they manifest and they do ABCD. Yes. Now remember, we always say something. The person who has chosen this journey is not somebody who is living for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's someone who knows there is a king. I live for the king and mm -hmm. I'm here on a mission. So I was not born to just come and survive, live and die. Yes. I'm somebody who said I'm going to leave my mark because mm -hmm. I was born for a reason. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that kind of a person will understand when we say there's a jurisdiction where you yes. can work. Yes. Now you can't just wake up and say, listen, I'm going to open a business where where is cheaper? Where can I get a cheaper office? Exactly. Now, that's not what you're talking about. We are saying if you're, if you're led of the spirit, if you're the one who chose to be in this kingdom journey, mm. you're living for him, yes. not for you. And so, uh, sorry, yeah. somebody listening to us mm. could be now questioning the two people. Mm. That there's somebody else who doesn't care about God, doesn't mm. care about what? Mm. Forget about that one. You who cares about God, we are saying there's a way you should be living and your life should be on a superior level. Mm. So... We are still talking about jurisdiction. And yes. we are saying jurisdiction is not a specific place, yes. but more of an arena of competence, ah. a place where you thrive, yes. a place where when you touch something, things happen. Yes. A place where you're like, okay, wait, I'm not using the rules or the principles of the earth, but I am pulling down from the heavens. I am hearing the thoughts of God, the heart of God, and I am in tune with uh -huh. heaven and i'm doing something in the earth which yes. causes heaven to say yes. this is what we're doing in the earth today and we have a people who are sitting and saying i want to be the voice of god and shift 
things in the earth. Yes. All right? Jurisdiction. So, yeah, so as you've said, it, it's more than just a place. It's an arena of competence. competence. Now, even though it may be that at specific times there might be, or according to God's purposes, a geographical location that you may thrive in more than others, mm. it is not the location mm. that is the issue. So it is true that there may be certain places per certain times when you do better. Mm -hmm. But you can't start in reverse. I think that's where, before you go on, is yes. that's where G uh, um, God tells Elijah, yes. go to the brook. Exactly. You will thrive more at the brook at yes. this point in time. As you're walking with God, yes. notice he will always tell them, go. Yes. There's a time Joseph and Mary were told, take yes. their child and get out there and go. go. So where I'm sending you, you yes. will thrive more. That's what yes. you mean by yes. geographical location. Yes. Yes. There are places you thrive more. Yes, and you must understand this. That it is not the brook, it is the go to the brook. Go to the, the instruction. The instruction yes. is what makes the location mm. important. Yes. So, yes, we have what we have. And the, the key is this. The key is always understanding the times and the, and seasons. the seasons and knowing what Israel ought to do. You all know that that is a favorite scripture. In fact, at oh, TCC, yes. it's like one of our mottos or our slogans. <laughs> this is 1 Chronicles 12.32. But I want to give you a little background on that scripture that has to put it in context. Even though that particular verse, 32, talks about understanding the times and the season and what Israel ought to do, you have to go back to the whole chapter. From chap chapter 12, from verse 1 to 32, is a list of people's roads. Mm. Both yeah families and individuals and these were the tribe of they were competent in and this was a tribe of what they were competent in so before the understanding of times and season is brought into play the people's capacities are already known mm -hmm. you get the difference so understanding of times and seasons is now talking about juries so the tribes of Israel, even though there were 12 brothers, yes. each of them had yes. their rod. Yes. And that is why when you come and find this particular person is good at this, yep. the other one does not come to superimpose on that. Yes. No, each of them know, I'm not lesser. Exactly. I'm not better. Yes. Uh, we are complementing each, each other. other. So yes. everybody understood their role yes. and everybody honored yes. the role of the others. Yes. So as a team now, as a, as a, as a tribe, yes. when you talk about the tribes of Israel, yep. that's how they became the nation. Yes. You can't define the nation as without mentioning the roles of each. No, and, and that is why now functionality, mm -hmm. even though it is based on the road, yes. it is not divorced from understanding the time and the season. Mm -hmm. It is not divorced from the purposes of God. Oh, yes. So the, the, the jurisdiction like we said earlier, wasn't per geographical location. But, but the competencies were well known. Mm. So you look at a whole list of competencies, but the area of function is determined by the times and, and the, the season. season. And knowing what. Exactly. What, what to, do. to do. With what? With the road. I think that's su such a powerful <laughs> yeah. um, scripture yes. when you talk about a tribe who mm. knew yes. what israel ought to do yes. that means you don't just do anything anytime anyhow. even though you are skilled you need to understand the time what time is yes. it what time is what season is this yes and what you need to do there you go now us as the body of christ do we sit and say listen we know we as tcc we yes. are in this season and this is what we ought to do this is the time mm. In God's calendar, yes. this is the season in God's calendar, and He's allowed us to walk in it. But as you walk in it, there's something specific things exactly. you ought to do. Yes. So, question is for us, TCC: 
Each person ask yourself, we as individuals, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. We as couples, what are we supposed to be doing? We as families, yes. what are we supposed to be doing? That means every season, every time, yes. you ought to know what to do. Exactly. What action and to engage in. And we as a community. Mm -hmm. And the Bible goes on to say, and these were the leaders of their brethren. Yes. Which means the determinant of the movement so there's a place where you get to know your skill and ability and your talent and your identity and they're even placed in houses so mm -hmm. their identity the mm -hmm. tribe of the tribe of the tribe of yes then there's a place where we look at the whole community and it's called a nation mm -hmm. but there's a place where that nation has to operate under direction that direction is based on understanding the times and the, and the season. season so it starts look at the whole picture yeah understanding times and seasons mm -hmm. according to tribe in each tribe according to individual. Yes. Each individual according to their own. So when we talk about God, whenever God says there's a time, there's a season, yes. and everybody should know what to do, yes. God, yes, he talks about the macro. Yes. But every time God speaks, it always has to go to the individual. Absolutely. We always have to come down to me yes. as a person. So yes. I can't just sit here and say, we as this is see. Mm -hmm. Then I divorce myself from the any action, yes. any responsibility. Yes. It's like you guys do. Exactly. It will fall on me. Exactly. You know? And, and, and as an individual, my individual functionality cannot be divorced from or opposed to the macro activity mm. of the mm. nation. So you can't say we are the tribe of Judah. Yes. Ours is to sing. Ours yes. is to worship. Ours to yeah. make music. Yes. But in this place, I'm opposed to what we are supposed exactly. to be doing. Exactly. But I'm calling myself of the tribe. Exactly. Guys. And secondly, I cannot be <laughs> the tribe of Judah. And when we appear, mm. I superimpose and say the tribe of, of Dan Put down your bows while singing. Mm. In other words, my functionality does not superimpose, I like the word you mm. used, mm. on another functionality. No, it integrates. Mm. So my worship, my singing should make your bow more accurate. Mm. Mm. It is not you stop using your bow to come and sing. Mm. And this is important as communities. But you must also understand that there are so many diverse communities at least 12 different dynamics yes. times how many families in the 12 mm. times each doing something different. different for us to understand that the fact that another community is doing something we don't understand that doesn't make them another kingdom mm. we are in the same kingdom yes. we are all doing different things but yes. all for the same purpose Absolutely. we are all saying listen the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom yes. of our god and yes. his christ but one community cannot make the kingdoms of this world nope. and that is where we're in a season where we know yes. how to how to relate exactly how to relate where you exactly. know that listen my work is to sing. Yes. Even if I try to pick a bow, I have yes. no clue what to do with it. Yes. So I respect my place and that's yes. what we've been talking about. Mm. Not thinking of ourselves more highly Highly. by yes. living what we are supposed to be Absolutely. and becoming something else. And, that, and that's so crucial mm. because in the last conversation, you saw us talking about how to perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and like you're saying, yeah. that's actually Romans 12, 3. And maybe we'll just look at it again. But this is the principle that because I'm a singer, and we like using singers, yes. if you notice. Why? Because the singer is the easiest to use to explain a gifting, a talent, yes. an ability. Mm -hmm. It's the one who's already functional in the church environment, functional in secular environments, so everybody can identify. But having said that, because I'm a singer, or an intercessor, or a preacher, or a teacher, or a businessman, listen, the entire nation cannot do that one thing of yours all the time. Mm. <laughs> we cannot do business all the time. We can't. There's we can't a time. Sing all the time. There's no time we ever sing. Yes, 
So you, you cannot, if, if you are given, plant. if you are given to prayer, mm-hmm. don't tell us this is a season of prayer. Mm. The whole kingdom, look for the placement of prayer in this season. There's a, there's a tribe who will pray the whole year. Yes. And they're in their jurisdiction. Yes. They will thrive in that. Yes. But when you talk about now the 12 that tribes. Is that, uh, this is what actually my, my, my posture mm. is it is true you are taught, you are built, you are prayer people. To do something. As a community, mm-hmm. you're sharpening mm-hmm. your gift. Mm-hmm. When you come into the nation, you must know the prayer time. You see the difference? I think you need to repeat that. Yes. Because here are 12 tribes, yes. but these tribes are supposed to be a nation. Yes. So there are times when they are tribal. In There's the a sense time of being, all yeah. the tribes are yeah. isolated. Isolated, each sharpening what they are. Mm. There's one tribe that is being sharpened for something. Yes. Another one is being sharpened for yes. something. That, that is not to give up the rest. Mm. Now here's the danger. When you've been sharpened for something, don't assume that thing is the kingdom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so when you come, you want to superimpose it. On other, so, so anyone who doesn't do that thing to you, you is not spiritual. Oh. When you meet people who don't pray a lot, they're not spiritual. Mm. People who are not taught the word regularly, they're not spiritual. People who don't do business and economy, they're not spiritual. People who don't give, listen, bring the peace so we can create mm. the nation properly. Powerful. Bring that aspect of yours so that I can learn my part in giving so that I embed it. Yes. Another part of the worship, I can embed it. Another part the the, the word, I can embed it. That complete system is what makes me complete. Mm. Mm. That's what the power of this nation is. So part-time, if we understand the times and the season, mm. then we know what we ought to do. Sometimes the season makes Judah go fast. Mm. Sometimes the season makes the priests go fast. First. Another season makes the spies go fast. Mm-hmm. What season are we in? Until but you understand all the of season, us we are, are doing it all. for the kingdom. Everybody's doing it for the kingdom. Mm. So we need to know what time. That's why when we get together and we function as graces, we need to ask. All these graces sitting here. It's not a democracy. Yes. <laughs> it is not voting. It is what are we confronting in the spirit now? Mm. Even if we were ten apostles. What are we confronting in the spirit now? Who is graced to lead mm. on this one. That's powerful. That's the principle. So somebody can be graced to lead in this particular thing, yes. but in this other one is somebody yes. else. Exactly. Now, I think for the body of Christ, that's coming to a place where we say, mm. I'm not superior because I'm leading here. Neither no. is somebody looking at me and wishing yes. I was you yes. so that I can be leading here. Exactly. Maturity is where we come and oh, listen, the body has many parts, but there yes. are times some things are required. Yes. Right now, as we are talking, mm. the feet should not feel so irrelevant mm. because they are not walking, because they are not, they don't seem to be busy. Yes. But there are times when you can be doing anything else, their feet is the only thing you need. Exactly. You're walking, you're running. Exactly. So I think that thing of looking at the body and knowing that it's not all the time that yes. your body does all the time. I, I think there are some terms as we, as we came out of an apostolic season, the apostolic reformation, mm-hmm. some terms were misinterpreted. Because this is how we are as people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we misinterpret terms either deliberately or sometimes ignorantly because we want to uh, get a result. Mm-hmm. Okay? The term we used first among equals. It was used in two diverse ways. I want to introduce a third one. Okay. It was used in one way that meant depending. If you're the leader pushing it, it would mean, listen, we are equals, but I'm your leader. Mm-hmm. So I'm the first among equals. equals. But if you're the follower, you'd say, even if you're the leader, we are equal. Mm-hmm. You see, both those, that's a tug of war. Okay. That's either each trying to impose a level of authority. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it differently and say in ranking, 
First among equals means we are equal, but what are we thrusting towards now? Mm. Mm. What we are thrusting towards now, let the most equipped one do this. Great. Listen, the world understands this concept. <laughs> they know when it is time. If, 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 let, let me use a, a silly one. If you play soccer, when they are taking the penalty, only the goalie can stand between the shooter and the goal. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're the captain, get out of his way. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter if you're the coach, get out of his way. Mm. At that point, he's first among mm. equals. Mm. If it is time to do something else, there's a first among mm. equals. So ranking is not about hierarchy. Ranking is about function. Mm. So there's a place where somebody says, let Judah go first. There's another place, let us send the spies first. Were the spies the sent ones or was Joshua the sent one? Mm. So first among equals, equals depending yes. on the activity exactly at hand. Where is the kingdom moving now? Sometimes we have a certain defect in the body. There's a certain knowledge we don't have. We need someone to come and bring that back into us yes. so that we can now move on again. Mm. Right? So that brings That's us good. back to our famous scripture in the last conversation. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Yes. To each one, each one a, measure. a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. We said, we've really discussed this in the last conversation, it was important for us to really bring it in here, otherwise where we are going next might not make that much sense. So we were clear that this scripture is not about you thinking more highly than yourself or you thinking lowly. <laughs> it was about thinking soberly, which means it's not about humility, it's about jurisdiction. Mm. Alright? It's not about humility, because if you're humble, you can't take a giant. Mm. You have to be bold. Yes. So when, when David was saying, what shall be given to the man who kills this giant, was he being arrogant? Mm -mm. Was he being humble? Mm -mm, neither. He was entering jurisdiction. He was clear about his capacity. He knew what he was going to do. He just needed to know if it was worth his while to exercise this on behalf of the nation. So there's a way we ought to think, but just not more highly than we should. So now that we know it's about thinking uh, soberly, I want us to focus on the second part of that statement. If you're thinking with clarity of mind, you're not thinking outside of context, Paul says something strange. He says, for God has dealt each one a, a measure, measure of, of faith. faith. Yeah. Each one a measure. You know, when you look at that term, each one a measure, mm. it is funny because it doesn't say more than others or less than others. It just says a measure, a measure. which means it's probably an equal measure. Okay. Depending on where you're going, the minimum faith you require has already been measured out to you. So basically, according to how God has distributed to each one of us capacity to function, there is no limit. But but there is a measure. Now, okay, wait, 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 wait <laughs> before you go on. God intends you to do something. Yes. He's not limited you. No. Talk about yes, it. and and how to balance limit with jurisdiction because it may sound like we are confused. No, we are not. Mm -hmm. Limit and jurisdiction means within jurisdiction exempt. Mm. Mm. within jurisdiction in the space, in the environment in the way that you've been allowed to function go as far as you want to go listen he gave you a measure alright 
but he did not limit you. So in this measure, for example, when Jesus yes. says that if you have a faith like a mustard yes. seed, now notice that seed, how small it is, yet Aha. it is not limited. In its limitation or jurisdiction, yes. it can grow as huge as it is. Exactly. And notice that small thing like that Jesus compared it to saying yes. that if you have this, in that place, yes. you can arise and say, move yes. the mountain in your jurisdiction. There you go. So here's a strange thing. So so Paul is saying something strange Mm -hmm. that we have to really decode. Yes. He's saying there's grace given to you. Okay. All right. Within that grace, you have a measure of faith. Now, it means it is your faith that determines how far your grace goes, not Mm -hmm. your limit. Mm -hmm. It is your faith faith. that will determine your impact. Mm -hmm. Faith Mm -hmm. is the issue. So here is a key. Stay in jurisdiction by faith go as far as you can go okay again let's stop here (laughs) you're called to this area yes and you've been given a measure yes now that measure you've given yes the amount of that measure you will allow to explode in your mind in your heart in your being Uh will determine how far you go exactly now let's talk about somebody who's maybe watching and saying Mm. okay wait explain again yeah. that issue of faith and mm. allowing my faith allowing me to explode in the area where god has called me all right first of all we've discussed faith before faith basically means your trust in god now let me bring it home your trust in the word god has given you okay okay yes so yes. how far you can go is not is not dependent on the devil <laughs> Yeah. It's not dependent on the circumstances. Yes. It's not dependent on the current situation. Hmm. It's dependent on your faith. In other words, God said, listen, I am convinced all you need from me is faith. Now that I've given you faith, everything we've agreed to do can be done. Hmm. But where is the key? It lies in your faith. So most of us grow everything except our faith. Hmm. And the faith is what allows us to see into God, yes. to see what God is calling us into, to see what God has promised. Yes. Now, how much I have seen mm. is dependent on my faith on Him. Exactly. Now, there are people, let's talk about this. Mm. There are people who have faith on everything else and everyone else but God. Exactly. But they are trying to manifest exactly. abroad. Exactly. Okay. Th- that is the reality. You mm-hmm. see, remember what we are saying. Yes. That what limits you, what limits you, is faith meaning the measure of faith you have equals the measure of impact you have okay now we have to go back to query this thing called faith, faith. because we are saying we grow everything else what is that everything else that we grow because based on that conversation that everything else that we have faith in mm-hmm. to use a negative term kills the faith for progress mm-hmm. All right? So you should be having this one faith that's okay. supposed to allow you to go to the greatest limits of what God has said you are. Mm-hmm. But there's another faith that you've held on to that is causing you trouble. Mm. All right? Yeah. So we have to look at those two faiths because, because they are contrasts. We are using the term they are both faiths, just faith in. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. But the, the Bible has a different meaning for that other faith. It is called unbelief. unbelief. Now, before you go to unbelief, yes. Now, when Jesus was talking, and you look at the, the um, Gospels mm. and listen to his conversations with the disciples, yes. the he'll tell them, he'll tell, he'll tell them, you of no faith, yes. you of little faith, yes. much faith. Yes. Now, when we talk about faith, don't sit and say, wait, how many kinds of faith are there? No, yeah. listen, 
There are times Jesus would say, little faith, yes. oh ye of no faith. Yes. Now, that's what you're saying when, G- when God gives you a measure of faith. What do you do with it? Yes. There's somebody who just leaves it as it is. Absolutely. So, because faith is an issue, and it seems that if faith has a problem, we are unable to move. We'll, uh, we'll start in reverse. Oh, yes. We will not discuss faith yet. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss what sh- short circuits. Faith. faith. Yes. So that when, if you understand that, when we now come to looking at faith, you can now parallel it with what is killing it. Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, if you want to plant something, you know, you already know the prior plant, right? This is my seed. Yeah. The harvest I'm looking for is this. But for a while, we want to look at what causes this thing not to grow. What kills it in the ground? And that's why we use the term unbelief. unbelief. So, again, again, <laughs> here is faith. God has given you a measure of faith. Yes. With that faith, he has called you, but he has told you yes. you have a limit. Yes. You have boundaries. Yes. You have space that you can operate in. And in yes. this space, you will thrive. Yes. Now, that place inside, let me call it like, it's like you're in a dome that God has given you. In this dome, mm. go as far as you want. And that's yes. why he told Abraham. The area I've called you as far as you can see. Uh-huh. Where? He was not telling Abraham, yes. see the whole world. Yes. No, he was asking him, from where you are standing, where I've called you. Yes. As far as you can see. Mm-hmm. I've given mm-hmm. you no limitation yes. in your jurisdiction. Exactly. There's no limitation. Yes. Now, this faith we are talking about. Mm. Now, maybe the question we asked last time and you ask it again. Mm. What is your measure of faith? Where is your faith? Yes. What have you done in your faith? Yes. Yeah? You've asked me a very interesting question. Measure. All right. So measure, uh, allow me to do a little Greek, okay? Measure means metron. Measure means something that has been given. It, it could be that way. Measure could mean size. It could mean weight. It could mean width. It could be, you see how many measurements, okay? Mm-hmm. Measure could also mean fits. I measure you to wear something. You are measure. So what measure were you given? It means at the time that you were given, you are given the measure that you needed for that time. Mm. Mm. But what you do with it will determine how much you can grow it. Mm. So let's take a simple thing. Okay. Maybe the measure you're given as a painter is the ability to paint something. Right? Let's talk about measure now. Okay. So you sit down and you begin to paint something and maybe you come to me and show me what you've painted and I say, this is nice. I'd like this, but could I ask you a question? Are you able to paint more than this and do this and I'll pay you for it? Mm-hmm. Using a hypothetical example. Okay. So I'm beginning to develop you to grow your measure. So as you do that, you realize, oh, I had thought that the limit of what I can do was only what I could do at home. What have you acquired? I'm going back to the road now. Mm-hmm. You've acquired knowledge in line with your talent. What does that mean? I may need to sit down and get a bit, bit more learning. What did you ask me? I've never done that mix before of paint. Mm. Let me try. Mm. Build up the skill. What are you growing? The measure of your faith. Even though externally you are acting. Mm. How do I know you've grown the measure of your faith? Because by the time you finish that, the next painting you paint, if I come to ask you the price, what will you tell me? Mm. And I think also the measure of faith determines your reach. Yes. Now, people, some people's faith, sometimes it's so little that somebody comes and says, listen, you normally do this kind of painting. Now, mm. I have a museum mm-hmm. and they need the whole place painted. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do is withdraw. There you Why? Go. Your faith, your measure of faith mm. cannot handle that kind of a project. Mm. So sometimes to grow your faith, you might need your brothers yes. come into collaboration exactly with others but you're doing it so that by the time you finish museum with confidence you'll be saying i yes. did the whole of the museum your faith 
can handle something. Why, why do you bring your brothers? Mm-hmm. What conversation mm. will you be having? You'll be talking about how we need to do painting for a museum. Yeah. In the past, you're doing paintings for what? Mm. For your wall. Okay. Are you seeing an expansion? We are trying to use as practical examples mm. as possible. Now, you have somebody who is a teacher, yes. and you've been used to maybe, let's say, to handle five kids, mm-hmm. music class, mm-hmm. maybe even in your house. Mm-hmm. Then somebody says, listen, there's a private school somewhere that is looking for a teacher mm-hmm. because they have 50 kids. Yes. Sometimes you'll always notice if your faith doesn't measure up, mm. you pull back. There and you, you always start by, can I do this? Yes. How will I be able to do yes. this? So when you're called to this private school, mm. if you do that project, and that's what we keep telling people, step out. When you do that one, you come back saying, by the way, I work with private schools. Exactly. You've grown in your, even in now, your talk. This is, and your new your this is your new measure. Oh, yes. So how does that also work? The minute you had that, that you need to do private schools, mm. you start going into more knowledge. Mm. How does it work there? Okay. What kind of economies of scale are we talking about? Mm. What other skills can I increase and sharpen? So to by the time handle. I'm going to present mm. myself, yeah. I am bigger than I was. So your faith attracts what you need per time. So if you don't grow your faith and dare your faith, yes. where you say, listen, I know my God. I've been called to paint the museum or I have now 50 children. I don't know how to handle them, but you know what? I'm stepping out. As mm-hmm. you step out, remember what we said, that the gift or the talent in you, your rod will attract what it needs. Yes. So that it can come to be that thing which it is. I want us to give another example mm. of somebody who does maybe landscaping. Yes. You're used to doing homesteads. Exactly. Here it is, you've been called and you're doing landscape here. And now you've been told that the county needs landscaping. Yes. I'm talking about a county. <laughs> and you're like, okay, wait. I don't even know where to buy the trees. Yes. I don't know where to buy the plants. I don't know where to buy the grass. Yes. And there's always, I don't, I don't. You will always notice even in the Bible, half the time when people met with God and they heard what he said, the first thing is almost like you retract. I mean, let's but, go back to Moses, mm-hmm. where this whole story of the Lord starts. Yes. What does God begin with Moses? He begins to tell him big stories. First of all, God talks about the greatness of himself and what he's going to do in Egypt. Then he says, you are going. What is he doing? He's working on Moses' faith. But to do that, Moses has to take an action, throw down your stick. When he sees what the stick does, by the time Moses picks up that stick now, that rod that he has, mm. you ask Moses what he's carrying in his hand. Confidence. An entirely different story. There's something else you said when you were talking. Yes. That yes, he was told to pick the rod. Yes. Drop it, becomes a serpent. Yeah. You pick it, yes. it changes. Yes. The same hand. Same hand. He's told put it on put, your put it in your bosom. Yes. And it changed. Mm-hmm. And God says put it back and it healed. What has just changed? Mm. Moses has moved from seeing what the rod can be to seeing what he can he be. Can be. And, and suddenly something begins to expand. Mm-hmm. But so what causes faith to happen, to grow? God is interesting. God says to Adam and Eve, okay. brings them into a garden, shows them trees, tells them they can eat, then says something to them. See, I have given you every herb-bearing seed. To you it shall be for food. Then he says, be fruitful, Multiply, fill the earth, subdue, have dominion. With what? With the seed he has mm-hmm. given them. Yeah. Meaning, now I want you to see how far this can go. In other words, when you look at the seed in your hand, I want you to see forests, not a tree. Mm. See, some people will see a seed. Yeah. 
some people will see a plant, some people will see a tree, some people will see a tree with seeds in it, some people will see a forest, some people will see furniture, some people will see boats, hmm. some people will see buildings, some people, they're all looking at the same thing. Oh yes. So what are your eyes of faith seeing when God says to you, I've wow. given you a measure of faith? So the measure you have, what are you seeing with it? I think that's the question. You have faith and you have eyes. The, your sight, when you talk of you have seen well, mm. is because you have seen what God wants to see for this season. Exactly. Let me give another example and maybe you need to, to expound on this one. Mm. Here you are, you are a caddy. Yes. Okay? Mm. And you know that, yes, we said you have a gift inside of you. It is expressed. And this person says, in my expression, I'll be a caddy. Yes. All right? Yep. Now you can choose to tell people of how you've been a caddy for 50 years. Exactly. In fact, now you are old and been yes. a caddy. Somebody else tell us now a journey of somebody who, how yeah. somebody can change somebody, depending on their faith. Somebody else. And, and, and I think I, I like the idea of using as a caddy because for those who may have attempted golf, like some of us, an interesting thing happens. In the early stages, you learn that the caddy knows a lot more than you do. <laughs> Sometimes they even advise you, no, don't use the number nine iron. Use the driver, use this, use that. But he's the caddy, hmm. and you're the one playing. Now he can decide to remain a caddy. Mm -hmm. He can become a coach. He can become a golf pro. Listen. He can open a shop. For golf equipment. Starting what determines it? Faith. His measure of so there's somebody who is seeing themselves that yes, all the people, who, in fact you can tell us, all the people who come to play golf, yesterday I was with so and so. So you are seeing the people and their position in life yes. and you're limiting yourself and saying, listen, my faith, I never see myself where they're going. Exactly. But you're not supposed to go where they are. They are supposed to be somewhere where they're motivating you to be exactly. somebody else where you are. So when you look at people, most people are told, look at people around you and say, by the way, I've seen this one is a CEO, yes. I'll become one like, who told you? Stop saying, I will become one like that. Yes. They're in their road, maybe. Yes. Why are you going there? You ask yourself, where I am, what can I do with this space? Yes. All right? As a caddy, I can choose, buy land, and open my own training facility. That's it. I can start with children and say, bring your kids for training. What you can do is the as measure yes. of your faith? Mm. Let me tell you, one of the things that fascinates me in Kenya specifically, and I think this is common in maybe African nations, I don't know if it happens in the world, but Kenya is unique in this. In every, what you may call, upmarket um, estate, mm -hmm. every single one of them, the very upmarket ones, the people who work in those upmarket estates live nearby in what may be considered a slum. Alright? Now, what I find amazing is that all the houses in those estates are maintained, managed, operated mm -hmm. by the people who live in those environments. They manicure the lawns, they cut the fences, they keep they the houses, paint. they wash, they paint, yet they go back mm. and live in a slum. How is that possible? Why is it that like you're saying, this person can come to my house and say, listen, I don't want to leave. I want to leave everything sparkling. In place. But when I go back to my place. If I go visit him, you can't believe your parents here. What is the problem? Faith. His measure of <laughs> faith. Listen, environment does not change your faith. Mm. Mm. And that's why we talk about 
people who anchor on the word. That's why we say that instruction is so important because it is your instruction that causes you to grow in your faith. You it's go. your instruction. It is not motivation. You don't sit down and say, today I'm motivating myself. Hmm. I'm going to make sure all the people I work around, people who come, uh, my clients, because all of us, whatever business you're in, yes. you realize you have clients. Yes. You have clients. You can come and say, all my clients, for example, are people from this kind of, this, this area or this fear of life. Yep. My clients are from this fear of life. But mm -hmm. every time you look at your clients, mm -hmm. because they can afford your, your business or yes. your, your services, yes. you realize they're somewhere in life. Yes. Do they motivate you to say, listen, I'm going to think outside of what I'm doing right now. I want to grow. And Jesus, and, uh, like God asked Abraham, how far can you see? <laughs> how far can you see with what you're doing today? Have you reached a place where you're sitting and saying, I'm challenging myself with the word I have. If God says we are in the season to experience power to create wealth, mm -hmm. wealth is not provision. Mm -hmm. Wealth is not prosperity. Mm -hmm. So wealth, God has already given us a hint that even though you had provision or you've not even entered provision, you're still believing God. He's telling you, listen, your sight should be at wealth. Mm -hmm. And why? Because God is telling you, you're changing the nations, not this small environment. But here is where you will go to become the person who can change the nations. And let me say something odd. God has never given us little faith. Oh, yes. Now, let me qualify that. Mm -hmm. Scripture says, oh, you of little faith. It never said, I give you little faith. Mm. So I gave you a measure of faith. You've dwindled it to little. <laughs> And then he says, okay, even if you've brought it down to a mustard seed level, oh, you can still move mountains with it. Yes. That's how powerful it is. Mm. That's what I gave you. I gave you a measure. What is a measure? Remember what I told you? Mm -hmm. Metron, Metron. Fits. Yes. According to the promise he gave you, he gave you equal faith. Mm -hmm. Guys, listen. When you talk <laughs> about God and yes. him giving us the uh, measure equal to what he has called yes. us, this statement should be able to cost me to sit back and meditate and say, yes. okay, wait, then what have I been operating yeah. on? Where is my faith level? Not where is my action, no. because most of the time we have confession, not equal to our faith. No. Our confession is on a no. higher level. Our confession <laughs> is not a confession. Yeah. Our confession is a hope. <laughs> Wishful thinking. A wish. <laughs> it's not a confession. Yeah. Meaning that when God said to you, to, uh, to, to, uh, to Abraham, to a land I will show you and I will make you great. The measure of faith that he gave Abraham with that, Abraham left the next day. He didn't need little faith to leave the next day. He needed faith equal to, you must understand, Abraham, Abraham was not leaving a poor city. Mm. <laughs> Abraham was not leaving problems. Yes. He wasn't leaving crisis, mm. so at least he has to go. No, the demand of what he was being told was greater than what he already had. And therefore, his faith was equal to that new place. The Bible says, for they saw afar off. Mm. That was their faith. Yes. Hebrews 11 talks about them seeing the end point, not them having small faith to go. The reason Daniel could deal with lions in the den is because Daniel had read the book of Jeremiah, where there is one prophecy that says, in that day, they will throw you in the lion's den and they will not harm you. Mm. So his measure of faith was equal to lions in a den. Mm. Yeah. He did start growing faith at yes. the lands and the den. He was equal <laughs> to it. Mm. That was not the place to grow it. It would have died. So when God says he's given us a measure, your measure, God's measure of faith to you, mm. is connected to his promise to you. Mm. It is you who ends up reducing it. As far as your eyes 
can see. Yep. That one God has left for you. Yes. The terrain is open. Yeah. The place that you have been called into is open. Yes. It is as far as your eyes can see. Some people can only see here. Yep. Tomorrow. When you say mm. here we mean you can only see now. The others who can only, at least they can see tomorrow. But you know what? God is calling you to see into the future. Because that's where you are called limitless. So what really sets your limit is your faith. What sets your limit is faith. What limits or yes. your, uh, nullifies the power in your jurisdiction yes. is your faith. You know, it, it's is fine. Your faith. That statement as far as your eyes can see is mm. famous but dangerous. It is. Very dangerous. Mm. Because the place it was used, go back and see what God said. I'll give you this land from here to there. From here to there. And he kept giving him all this wide area that he'll be given. Then he gives him a limit it's as far, far as your eyes can see. Meaning, I will not give you what I said. Hmm. I'll give you what you see. Thank you. Guys, that's why you need to be connected <laughs> and you always have to be seated under your vine. Why? Mm. Under your vine is where your, your, your sight yes. is recalibrated. Yeah. That is a place where your sight is now retuned to the sight of God, to yes. see into the things of God. Absolutely. That's why you must be found seated under your vine. And of course, when you're doing that, when your eyes can see, as far as your eyes can see, that is what will set the, um, the fig tree yes. and what it can produce. Absolutely. You see now that what means, you said? That means we can tell you that currently you don't have a problem per se With. Of, of what God wants to do. You have a problem of sight. All right. <laughs> Meditate <laughs> on that and keep it kingdom. Keep it, keep pure. it pure. God bless God you. Bless you. <laughs>